Welcome back to the How to Become a Doctor podcast. I'm Afrida, a second year medical student at UCL. On this podcast, we bring you all the information we wished we knew when applying to medicine and throughout our time in medical school, through interviewing inspiring guests in the healthcare world, talking to organisations including the King's Fund and the GMC, and sharing our experiences as mentors and mock interviewers. No contacts in the medical field? No problem. In our Specialty Spotlight series, we're giving you a front row seat to interviews with the doctors in all the different medical specialties. We find out what their day job is really like, their top tips for aspiring and current medical students, and what they would tell their younger self. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at how to become a doctor with doctor spelt dr to keep up to date with everything we're doing. So, without further ado, let's jump into today's Specialty Spotlight. Hi everyone, today we're going to dive straight into today's episode. I have a lovely guest with us today and I'm just going to pass over and let her introduce herself to you guys. Hi everyone, my name is Mithila and I'm a fifth year medical student at UCL. Uh, currently have placements at Whittington Hospital and I intercalated in my third year in paediatrics and child health. So honoured to be here and hopefully you'll find this useful. Lovely, I feel like we've matched up really well. I'm based at Whittington this year, so I've been there quite a lot, pretty much every Friday, and I'm doing a paediatrics SSC now, and I'm considering peds for my second intercalation option. First, psychology, (laughs) but it is very competitive this year. I think we've got about seven spaces, so we'll see how it goes. Anyways, I digress. In terms of your paediatrics intercalation, could you tell us a little bit about how your course is actually structured? So how different it is to medical school, if it changes between terms one and two? So paediatrics and child health, it's structured like there are multiple modules. Mm -hmm. So there are half credit modules and then you have your dissertation module, which is one and a half credit. So that dissertation module, it's like equivalent to three modules. So that's the main, I would say the main bulk of your BSc, the research. So there are first term you do, I think three modules. And you, there are focuses on different things. So you learn about children, a children's development and how they're growing. And you, one good thing about this, you get to follow a baby. So you go to the uh, maternity ward and mm-hmm. uh, you get matched up to a baby that was born a few days before or the day or that day. And then you get to follow them. So you go to the house regularly, you follow oh. them, call them. So you see how they're developing. So that was really nice. I'm not sure because of covid if they're still doing it but yeah that was a really nice part of the bsc and you also learn critical appraisal that's another module and another part of it it's you have placements at great Ormond street so Mm -hmm. that's part of the complex childhood disorder module so you learn about more complex diseases and then you get to see really rare conditions at great Ormond street hospital which was amazing because you don't really as a medical student don't really get much exposure to a center like that like a world famous center so that's basically you have a couple of modules you do every every term and then your research project is throughout the year. Assessment wise, you have January assessments for pediatrics and child health. Uh, I'm not sure if that has changed now, but I did some exams in January for the first two modules I did in first term. So pretty much quite a lot of your exams were done by the end of the year. We had less exams and the dissertation to submit. Lovely. So you've mentioned quite a few clinical things 
is the intercalation on the whole more clinical or do you have a fair amount of lectures as well? So you get around for the modules you do, because you do two, three modules at the same time, you have around 10 to 12 hours of contact hours, I would say, the first time. Uh, it gets a bit less during second term because you're focusing more on your project. Mm-hmm. It's all small group teaching because your BSc is fairly small. I think it was 23 of us in our year. In know, second term, you can choose your optional module between a stats module and a global health module. So depending which one you do, so you, the group is split up even more. So it's like seminar style teaching mainly. We don't really have big lectures. So it's quite different going from preclin of just sitting in a lecture with like hundreds of people to just have small group but that's really nice because you get to actually like ask questions and get to know people and it's more interactive it's not just like passive listening yeah it definitely does seem a lot more tight-knit so am I right in thinking that you have about two to three compulsory modules in turn one and then you have your optional one in turn two yeah so it's total you want 120 credits and your dissertation is 45. So that's the main bulk. And then the rest are 15 credit modules you do throughout the year. Yeah. Okay, lovely. Do you have assignments associated with those? Because I know at medical school for us, we don't really have assignments apart from your SSC or something like that. Yeah, so I think the big jump from preclinical medicine to BSc was that suddenly from multiple choice questions now you expect it to write essays reference make this make that and you're like okay this is so much so I think that was the biggest jump and pediatrics and child health has regular assignments so I think our first deadline was like in November so you start the BSc and you already have like assignments and things to submit so it's and then you have January exams as well so you're basically working throughout the BSc. I know some BSCs have like exams just at the end of the year. And assignments are varied. So we had to create a leaflet, I think, in one of the modules. I'm not sure if it's still a thing. Submit like a reflective diary and uh, other assignments where you have to like reference. So I think that's one thing that took away from the BSc, like actually the research and academic writing, because you don't really get to do that in med school the first two years. You know, what you mentioned, just the SSC or something like that but uh, just learning how to write I think that's quite a steep learning curve to just go there and kind of just guessing and just submitting something and then uh, hoping for the best but I think I was definitely you know, after you've done quite a few assignments you get more comfortable yeah you're absolutely right I think one of the reasons I pursued medicine was because of the research side of things and I still have no clue what's going on and I'm still terrible at referencing so the intercalation year is definitely a really good point in medical school to actually explore that side of things what other skills do, would you say you have developed from your time that year? I would say mainly the research part because it was, uh, I never done research before my BSc, so it was all new. I uh, had to write a dissertation, so that was a lot of work. But that part of it, what's in crit- critical appraising, like because we had a module in critical appraisal, that really helped to actually mm-hmm. learn how to you know, appraise papers and what we're looking for. And also, I think the BSBSC, we had fair amount. It wasn't, I mean, it was clinical, but it wasn't too clinical. So we still got a lot of learning in um, about child development, safeguarding, how to talk to parents, and which now I'm currently doing pediatrics as a rotation. 
and uh, I can say, okay, I remember some of this from my BSc. Although, yeah, although we didn't get taught like you know the proper conditions that we learn later on when you do the specialty, we still were quite familiar with how a child develops and how to talk to them and just how to talk to parents because during our placements at Great Wall Street, we got to speak to many parents. So I would say having had that exposure before kind of just helped later on now. And also you learn how to balance different things because different modules, you're looking at different things because in medical school, when you do one module, you're just doing that module. So you're <laughs> learning all about that. Let's say in second year, you're learning all about limbs. You're just learning about that for the three, four weeks. Whereas because you're doing multiple modules at the same time, you're learning to juggle different things at the same time, I would say. Brings you back to your A-level days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like paediatrics is an indication that sort of encompasses everything. What is the support like in terms of from the staff or any kind of tutors that you might have? How do they help you actually adapt and develop? So we had our course, one of the course leads, she was a clinical fellow whose main job was teaching medical students. So she was there present all the time, you know, if anything, we would need any help, anything, she would always be there to, you know, support us. And then we would have our course leads, the professors who would be there to support in any case. And also I would say your supervisors, because your project is key parts of your BSc, supervisors actually are the people who will help you a lot with your project like I had great supervisors and every time I would send an email they would always reply in time you know even setting up the research doing the research and also like when writing up they're always there like giving feedback on the drafts so I would say you know pick a project that you're interested in and that you can see your supervisor can support you and because sometimes what happens some supervisor might be too busy because they have many projects doing or they're like consultants and they're doing other things and they can't give you that much support so I think when you're meeting the supervisor just make sure they can give you that kind of support when you need them because as I mentioned before you know coming from preclin to having a research-based project and you're writing up and you need some sort of help because we don't get taught how to write in that school. <laughs> so, yeah definitely. In terms of you mentioned picking a project can you pick absolutely anything or is there a list that you pick from? So we got given a list of, I think, 20 plus projects. And uh, you can go, you can start looking at which ones you're interested in. And you can organize some meetings with the supervisors. I think I chose a project from the list and then for some reason it didn't work out. And then I actually found another project uh, that wasn't in that list and that worked out uh, great because my supervisor I really enjoyed the projects and my supervisors were amazing so you know although you there is a list that's they guide you with you can still if you're interested in something else you can tell them okay I'm interested in this let's say I'm interested in asthma and this can you help me find a project like that so there will always be someone to have a medical student on a project so you can pretty much do uh anything you're interested in. Coming back to yourself, why did you in particular choose to integrate in paediatrics and child health? Was it just interest related to maybe your career in the future or something completely different? Paediatrics and child health was one of the specialties I was considering going into and then the BSc looked quite 
a good BSc that was a mix of science and clinical and uh, research was like, okay, this will probably help me to understand more about pediatrics and will help me when I apply for training later on. So yeah, I'm still interested in pediatrics. I'm currently doing the rotation. So we'll see if I actually become a pediatrician. Do you reckon doing this intercalation was a nice kind of stepping stone for you in terms of going from preclinical to clinical years? Because I know some BSCs are quite removed from the clinical aspect Mm. and it's like you're thrust in a completely new environment in fourth year. But do you think pediatrics helped you get into the year four kind of zone the placements are great atmosphere that definitely helped because I was learning like we were there mainly to speak to parents and children like it wasn't that okay I'm here to learn about these conditions and how to Mm. treat them so it was the other aspect of speaking to parents so I I think when I started fourth year I was like I already have some experience of being on the wards and speaking to patients so that was quite um I would say, although fourth year is daunting, I, w- I would say, like, you know, because you're in clinics after like three years of preclin, you're still, because I've already been on the wards for a few weeks and spoke to some parents and patients, I would say I, would, I felt a bit more confident being on the wards. So I think that was a nice transition going from preclin, just like just lectures and going to the wards. There was something in the middle that kind of eased into the process, I would say. Yeah, that's really good. Was this your first choice? What were your other sort of options when it came to applying for your intercalation? Why did you pick them or why did you not go for them? Peds was my first choice uh, because it's a quite competitive BSc. So um, it was my first choice because I've both, as I said, I wanted to do this one. And also I've done some work experience before, not work experience, I did a bit of shadowing with the consultant at UCLH to see how pediatrics is and also I did an SSC in child develop child language development mm-hmm. um, so I was interested in this my second choice I think was women's health because so women's health still had some modules where you can learn about like babies and you know child development as well so I think that was I was like if I can't do pediatrics I would do women's health and I think my other choice was global health because I was like interested in you know even access to healthcare, like, you know, in general around the world, currently involved with a charity that revolutionized maternal healthcare. It's mm. called MA. Uh, what we do is we support pregnant women in uh, developed countries. So I'm quite interested in the global health side of it. So, you know, children and pregnant mothers, that's why I think pediatrics was my first choice and women's health was my second choice. That's so cool. I think global health is one of my choices as well. Say someone wants to go for this intercalation, is there any advice or any tips that you would give them to make their application stand out? I think because it's a competitive BSc, uh, I would say to make sure that you're like enthusiastic about the BSc because I think the course lead wants someone who is interested in the BSc and they will get uh, the most out of it. So I think to show your interest, you can do like volunteering. So I was volunteering with children in hospital a bit of shadowing so to see what it's actually like to be uh, a pediatrician and if it's something I would want to do and just when you're writing the personal statement still just showing that you know you're really interested and keen and you know you'll get in. How can students make the most out of this year because it is a step away from medical school and it gives you that time to sort of do something that you're interested in so how can students make the most of this time i think because you have let's say you have reduced contact hours 
So I would say becoming organized, it's quite easy to just be like, okay, I'll do my project work later. I'll do this later. I think I used to, at the beginning, first term didn't really do much work on the project because you start quite late. The second term, I just thought, okay, today I'm doing two hours of work. I need to put it on my calendar, like, you know, that <laughs> just block it out. I, I need to sit down and do work. I think keep yourself organized and don't leave things later because especially if you're doing projects like a lab experiment let's say you know that you need to get your results you need to you need to get your data to write it up so don't leave things late uh get started as soon as you can and uh, also organize yourself when you're going to revise how you're going to revise especially if you have exams because we had january exams so i had to study like you know december and organize yourself uh, and also would say get involved with other things um you know you can work hard for the degree uh but still do everything else because i would say third year is probably the time where you have most time uh outside of medicine uh, because you come from 20 plus hours a week of lectures and tutorials to 10 to 12 hours a week so you definitely have time to do everything else so like I was involved in charity work and different society positions and volunteering. So you can do a lot of things with your third year. So I would say summarizing, try to organize yourself so you can keep up with all the modules and your project. Also organize yourself so you can have time to do other things. I'm just going to backtrack a tiny bit. You've been mentioning January exams quite frequently. Are these summative? So I'm not fully sure if it's still like that but I had exams in January they were the summative exams for the two okay. modules I've done in first term so do you, I know there are other BSCs as well that have exams in December January or so each BSc will have different types of assessments I think it's it was quite different from coming from med preclin where you have exams at the end of the year to have assessments pretty much throughout the year and like assignments as well so do you still have summative at the end of the year as well it doesn't stop yeah. yeah so you know the modules you do in second term or the module yeah. that continues that those were summative and you have your mm. dissertation to submit because of covid our exam structures got a bit changed and there were mainly essays but normally pediatric and child health it's short answer questions <laughs> so like you know six to ten marker uh, questions whereas because of covid our exams just got changed to like essays and that was quite a last minute change okay that's absolutely fine I think it does help to get you know that part of the content over and done with and then focus on a different part and then have your dissertation done by that point in time so because you said that we've got reduced contact hours during this year would you recommend that students go about gaining other experience in this year or just focusing on the degree itself and trying to get through that I would personally say organize yourself and try to get other experience as well because you won't have this much time in med school once you start clinic (laughs) once you start clinical years it's just so many hours because once you start clinical years you're expected to be on placement and then you come home and you have to go through the content because you still need to learn the content so as much as you learn in clinics and in on wards you still need to do a lot of book work to learn the conditions and everything So I would say, you know, because you have reduced contact hours, do try to, you know, you can get, you're going to, you're going to do your project, of course. So put all the most effort in that, try to do well in that, and uh, also continue the project after. So uh, my BSc project actually got published 
a few months Ooh. ago. So uh, my supervisor did publish the project and I was one of the authors. So, you know, if you continue the project, you can get it published because the few months you have to do your project, it's not enough to finish it. Uh, so I would say continue that, but also, as, as I said before, get involved in other things, try to do other projects, you can explore other hobbies you have, interests you have. So I think it's a good year to try to do things because of this extra time you have. Congrats on the publication. That's so cool. So I know pediatrics was your first choice, but say someone isn't entirely sure, why would or wouldn't you recommend it? So what are the positives and negatives of this intercalation? And do you reckon it's suitable for everyone? So positives wise, I would say it gets it gives a good mix of different things. Um, as I mentioned, you you learn about child health and development um, topics around like safeguarding, how to speak to parents, and also we had like simulated sessions. That was quite interesting, where we got to practice on like a mannequin, how to react to like you know how to treat children in emergencies, and places like Great Ottman Street, which was really interesting. But also, as I said, it's you have a lot of assessments throughout the year. It feels like you're submitting a deadline and then you have another one a few weeks and then another one a few weeks. So if you're not really keen on having assessments throughout the year and exams, um, just I would say it's not really suited for you. So yeah, that I would say that's the negative side that you, you have a lot of assignments throughout the year. And because you go from doing multiple choice questions to just essays and assignments and you don't really know how to approach these things and you just submit and then sometimes the feedback is not the greatest but that's across I've had this course like across BSEs that they give you a mark and they write like a line of feedback and you're like okay that doesn't really correlate also the project is because it's 45 credits and if you're not into research that much then maybe you could go for a BSc where the dissertation weights a bit less and it's concentrated in other modules. But also, as I said, you can do pretty much any project. So you can get something you are interested in and you, you like. Uh, overall, I would recommend it if you have an interest in pediatrics or just even if you don't have an interest in pediatrics, like just to learn a bit more about child health and gaining uh, the clinical experience and the project. You can do projects like Great Edmund Street or like the Institute of Child Health. If you were given the opportunity to intercalate again, keeping your pediatrics degree at the moment, would you do it again? If yes, what would you go for? Women's health or something else? I think either women's health or global health. Maybe global health, because uh, that would be, that's something I'm quite interested in. It would be good to explore some of the modules. That, like There is, I think, like a maternal and child health module quite interested in because I think women's health uh, I would learn about that in obstetrics and gynecology rotation so I think doing something a bit different that's not too clinical um, that would be quite interesting. Fair enough now to bring the episode to a close I've got two really quick reflective questions for you first of all what has been your proudest achievement so far? I think completing that BSc in the middle of COVID, it was in March, I think. It just were like, okay, uh-huh. everything, we're going to lockdown. We don't know what's happening. My project, I couldn't finish my project uh, because of COVID. And 
as I mentioned, getting a publication out of it. So I continued it, continued writing up and yeah, my supervisor published the project and I was one of the authors. So I think that was, I would say, uh, one of the proudest achievements since the BSC, yeah. What would be your take home message for medical students, irrespective of the intercalation, just generally? I would say be proactive and look for opportunities, whatever you're interested or there will be always opportunities anywhere you look and try to do something you like you're interested in because that will help you in the long run not, not and don't just do things as a tick box okay I need to do this project because I have to do it but something you're interested in and try to take any opportunities you have you know it could be for the aspiring uh, medical student could be just leading an after school club or helping someone or something you learn a skill through everything you do so I would say just be proactive and try to do as much as you can even when you think okay I don't have time you can you always have time to do things so I would say just uh, be proactive and uh, try to take on what you're interested in but don't take take on too much that then you can't cope but you know if you organize yourself uh, you can do a lot brilliant that's a lovely point to end on today Thank you so much for your time and volunteering to speak with us today. I hope it was a nice experience and I know that anyone listening has learned just so much and hopefully we might have more people. I mean, maybe it's not the best if it becomes more competitive, but maybe more people will become interested in paediatrics or their intercalation or just later on down in the line. Thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. And, you know, if you have any questions, do feel free to contact me. I'm happy to answer any questions. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want more, be sure to check out all our previous episodes ranging from our highly popular open pods, UCAT, BEMA and interview advice episodes and more. Keep an eye out for our new series this academic year and make sure to follow us on our Instagram at how to become a doctor with Dr. Spell DL for more and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice so you never miss an episode. See you next time. Bye.